This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Good evening. You're listening to Femvital on Joy 94.9 with Kat and Gemma. Femvital is a discussion and dissection of the issues facing women in life, health, relationships and the arts. Hi, Kat. Hi. How's your uh, Monday been? Uh, it's been really good, actually. I had a really nice day yesterday, which we will talk more We're gonna about, talk more um, about that. later. So I felt pretty mellow going into this week. Yeah, it's been a nice warm start to the yeah, week. Yeah, it was great. On tonight's show, we're talking about diversity in the queer community. We're talking about femmes out and proud and how hard it can be to come out as a femme in the gay community. We're talking about Beth Ditto's new book, um, in light of the article that the Sunday Age magazine released, which was an excerpt from her book, which was really enlightening about the new lesbian life and what that looks like and how that kind of coincides with fame, which was really interesting. And most importantly, we are talking about the big gay day in the park, which Kat and I both went to. We had an awesome day and we want to talk all about it. Yeah, so if you were there yesterday in in Edinburgh Gardens, I would love to hear about your experiences. Um, What did you like best about the day? Um, Do you think we should have more events like that? Because I certainly do. Um, And also, how did you know about it? Uh, Because we had friends there who didn't know it was on and just happened to be there because it was a beautiful day and you go to Edinburgh Gardens. Um, And there must have been thousands and thousands of people there thousands. yeah it was a really really great afternoon so uh if you'd like to get in touch during the show you can text us at 0427 joy 949 you can facebook us at femfatale uh, you can use the smartphone joy app or you can email us at femfatale at joy.org.au you're listening to femfatale on joy 94.9 good evening you're listening to femfatale on joy 94.9 with kat and Gemma. On tonight's show, we're talking about diversity in the queer community. We're talking about the big gay day celebration at Edinburgh Gardens. And we're talking about Beth Ditto's new book. So quite a few things. Bit of a follow-on to last week's chat about community. We want to hear what you think. You can text us at 0427JOY949. You can comment on our Facebook status. Just go to Femme Fatale. You can email us at femfatale at joy.org.au. The Beth Ditto article caused a bit of a stir within our particular social group. Yeah, we've been talking about it all week. Two Sundays ago, October the 7th it was, it was an excerpt from her new book called Coal to Diamonds. Um, I was sitting at breakfast table with two of my gay friends and one of my bisexual friends and our straight male friend who lives in a queer household (laughs) and we opened up to this article uh, over Sunday breakfast and it was a bit of a revelation really um yeah it really wasn't something that i was expecting to um read rather from a a famous queer person and it was um great it was a total revelation at first i was like who's beth ditto don't judge me i really was and then i read the article and identified on so many levels um big beautiful femme um artist who made it queer and has totally amazing revolutionary views on what it means to be a lesbian in today's society. So we want to talk about it. Um, what really attracted you, Kat, to the article? Like what jumped out at you in a major way? Well, um, 
I guess I, I just found it really refreshing um, to hear someone talk about uh, how they felt empowered by being femme. Yeah. I mean, I know that's something that, that I think, and I know it's something that you think, and um, a lot of people that I know, but I'd never really heard it or read it out there in mainstream media. No, and it was really out there. It was in the Sunday magazine. It's the if and none of the paper makes it to the Sunday breakfast brunch on anyone's cafe tables. It's the Sunday Age magazine. Yeah, absolutely. So it was totally out there, and the graphics and the colours, everything was popping. Um, it caught so much attention. Even yeah, if if you're queer, you couldn't have missed it. But if you but know, even if you most people just still going to read it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I really liked about it was that the excerpt, the particular excerpt that was chosen for this article really talked about the process that she went to from teenage girl who didn't know if she was gay or straight, who kind of identified as bisexual, who turned into a 90s kind of punk queer um, because she didn't want to look like a woman because, to her knowledge, women were weak, um, who turned total extrovert lesbian and tried to fit into what she thought a lesbian life should look like to just getting in touch with who she truly was, which was a total femme who was really gay. And, um, yeah, the whole process yeah, that and, she went through. And that, she, that in the 90s she thought that though they were two things that couldn't actually go together. Ever go together. Um, I really like, I mean, the part that at the table, because uh, we were sitting with um, a friend of mine who is bisexual and another friend who is in her first serious lesbian relationship and the thing that jumped out to her was um when beth says i'll just read the excerpt i felt like i was play acting the life i thought lesbians were supposed to have i was trying to be what i thought a lesbian should be committed domestic nested and never too feminine um and that's what kind of jumped out to most of us is how do we meet the expectations of our community or what we think and it's a projection it's not a real thing it's totally um created in our minds and we try and live up to it but that it was identified in this mainstream article and it was so close to home for all of us was a really powerful thing yeah not to mention it's just great in itself to see queer issues in mainstream media well yeah um and yeah and as a fam i i just i found it really inspiring um it made me feel like i had something to identify with instead of identify against or make apologies for mm-hmm. I mean I really really particularly enjoyed the bit where um, she's talking about how she was a closet femme <laughs> so that she would you know play with makeup and and hair and stuff um, at home and then you know take it all off yeah when before she would go out in public yeah because she was really worried about being seen as feminine because at that time politically speaking um, it was very anti-feminine and mainstream lesbians were, it was, you had to be butch to be understood and identify and to be accepted in your community and in the straight community for people to realise that you were gay without you having to say, I'm gay, is there was a certain dress code, I guess. And she talks about that and she really sheds light on it, which, I mean, Kat and I have talked a lot about in our show, but this kind of summed up all of the issues that we had surrounding being femme and coming out of the femme closet in yeah. gay world, she kind of just hit all the nails on the head. Um, it was really kind of fun. One of my favourite quotes is, she says, looking back, I was trying to be a butch les, which was the only sort of identifiable lesbian I saw growing up, women with short hair who looked boyish. She talks about, and that was similar for most of us, that that was the only kind of lesbian. Publicly speaking. Publicly. Yeah. But even if there were 
lesbians that dressed or presented them or identified differently, you couldn't tell that they were gay. And I guess this is kind of why we're bringing it up because going into Big Gay Day, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on, seeing the community in such a diverse light and it didn't matter whether we were gay or straight or what people thought, we were just all out and having an awesome time. Yeah, it really did does feel like over the last several years um, that there is more diversity represented in the community. Um, you know, I remember feeling quite uncomfortable going to um, gay bars you know, five or six years ago even, um, especially if I was with another friend who was femme. And, you know, many times we were asked if we, you know, were mistakenly. In the right in the, place. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that doesn't actually happen anymore. Yeah, and there's a changing, I think this totally represents the changing attitude towards what it means to be gay or what gays look like. And I can understand, and I think she makes it really clear in the article um, as well, that at the time that was the appropriate way yeah. to rebel against the mainstream. Um, but that in retrospect... You know, it's another form of misogyny saying that, you know, women, you know, because, you know, basically what it's saying is that to look feminine in any kind of traditional way and to be a woman is weak and pathetic. And I can understand that, you know, at some stage you need to rebel against that. But yeah. then there's got to be a stage that comes after that that's more enlightened when you can embrace it again. Well, I think we're reclaiming femininity. I think that's what we're doing. I think we're reclaiming it as being part of our right to be feminine and to be, still be gay. Yeah, so instead of saying in order to be equal we have to be not like women, we're saying we are equal already and we can look whatever the, like whichever way we want. want. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's a really awesome discussion. We want to hear what you think, so text in at 0427-JOIN-949. Um, coming up, we've got an awesome, another awesome track. Good evening, you're listening to Femme Fatale with Kat and Gemma on Joy 94.9. Thanks for tuning in. On tonight's show, we're talking about diversity in the queer community. We're talking about Beth Ditto and Gossip and her new book, Coal to Diamonds. And we're also talking about Big Gay Day in the Park. <laughs> so we want to hear what you think. Text in anytime at 0427-JOY-949. Kat, identity, conformity, expectation. So, go. <laughs> go. Talk about all of those things. Talk about... <laughs> well, okay, if you were listening in the last section, we were talking about um, the interview with, oh, sorry, the excerpt from her book, um, Beth Ditto's book, um, in the Sunday magazine a couple of weekends ago. Um, and she was talking about coming out as a femme. And it made us talk over breakfast and for quite a long time afterwards about um, expectations that we feel are placed on us to identify in certain ways and to externalise our sexual orientation in certain ways. Um and I think everyone's got some kind of, you know, experience of that or story about it. Um, in fact, it was actually just the other day. Um, I co-host a coming out group at Melbourne Uni, um, which is for queer or questioning students who are, you know, at that particular stage where, you know, they need some support, some encouragement, some advice. So anyway, we have this group and um, one of the students asked me, it was a female student, um, if I'd ever thought that I should cut my hair off and, you know, wear more androgynous or masculine clothes. Because um, for those of you that know me, I don't look at all like that. I, I'm a femme. Um, and I, I explained that in my experience, no, that hadn't happened. But that's perhaps that's because I came out a little bit later. And so I had a pretty strong sense of my identity. Um, but I do know that a lot of my friends that came out, especially in their teens or early 20s, really did feel like they that they had to do that in order mm. to be accepted. And this particular girl was saying that she, she felt like 
she should do that, like that it was expected of her that if she was going to be a lesbian that she should probably cut her hair off. So anyway, we had a big discussion about it. and I think it's an important part of the process. When you start to feel different and realise that you're different from the people maybe in your family, if there's no gay people in your family or queer people in your mm. family, if you've never been exposed to... Like people in small towns, I grew up in a small town and there were no queer people that I knew of. I didn't even know what to look for and I'd never heard, like, heard anyone come out and I'd never met a lesbian that I knew of. Um I think it's important once we start feeling different to want to look different and oh, want to express our difference. But I think there's also a difference between that and realising that in my community, this is how people dress and this is how people appear. So am I supposed to do that the same way when you're a skater chick or a skater guy, you dress in a certain way, wear certain brands. And when you are in theatre or a singer <laughs> or an actress or whatever it is that there's a certain set of conventions that go with your appearance and your identity. And when you realize that you're gay, there's can be a certain identification that I need to look like the other people in my community. So people know what I am. Yeah. So you look around and you see how it is that everyone else looks and you feel a certain, you know, pressure to look that way. But I think that this is phasing out. I think that what I have, I felt initially in the first stages of coming out as really, really queer, um, I think that's going now. I, I don't. Uh, not only have I gotten um, more comfortable with myself and who I am as a person, and I'm more comfortable dressing and appearing as a femme, um, but I think that there's less pressure. I think that our community is diversifying in such an amazing way. In an external sense, you mean? Yeah, that we dress like our friends, like friends would always dress as their friends, but not necessarily like gay people. If that makes sense. Yeah, that, well, it does to me. Yeah, and I think that it really, which is why we're tying this Beth Ditto thing with the big gay day in the park, because it was so amazing to see so many different people dressed however they wanted. Long hair, straight hair, short hair, curly hair, perms. I saw the <laughs> revival of the perm. I was a lot of so perms. excited. Um, but it just reiterated to me that we're breaking down the barriers about what we're supposed to look like and that it's a really good news for young people coming through to know that they can just be whoever they are and still be gay and still be comfortable and it doesn't actually matter. Why do you think that is? I mean, I, I think that it partly responsible has got to be the fact that mainstream media is so much more accepting of, of well, yeah, we've the got, gay community. We've and got people like Beth Ditto. We've got people like um, Ruby Rose, new face of Maybelline, identifies as queer, Um We've got shows like Glee that have, you know, a couple of gay storylines running. And, the, you know, kids are watching this and seeing, you know, a lesbian couple and they're both cheerleaders, you know. Um, and it's gone from being a token representation that somehow we resent to being something that is now represented in a way that it's not token. And mm. the representations are getting more diverse and more multicultural and, you know, all walks of life and levels and and percentages and whatever of a scale of identification is being represented rather than just the stock standard stereotype of a gay male or female. I think that's why. I I really feel like when I'm looking around out there, it's like there's a whole bunch of femmes coming out of the closet. I love that term. I love even thinking about the femmes coming out of the closet. It's finally safe to be a femme in our community. But when I was at the park on Sunday, that's exactly how I felt. There was lots of feminine women there and it's one of the first times on the melbourne scene that i've felt that comfortable 
to be femme and not have that burning desire to suddenly not be wearing high heels because no one else wants. <laughs> um, and I think we've talked about this before as well, um, feeling like in the past there was, uh, you know, uh, kind of the, the notion that being femme is about hiding your queer identity. Yeah. This is even more important. And this is one of the other reasons I was so amazed at the article that Beth did wrote because it wasn't she talked about becoming out as femme being about her expressing her true self and dressing androgynously didn't satisfy who she really felt she no, was. No, she was kind of check- checking the political box and she was checking the fitting in box, but but still having this enormous urge to, you know, play with makeup at home. Yeah, and just have fun with it rather than it be about... I don't think femme is anymore about being ashamed about being gay or trying to hide that we're gay and I think that's a really important message to send to the community is that it's not about that it's just about being who we are and still being allowed to be gay absolutely and I don't think that femininity should be a guilty secret pleasure either I mean that is just really just buying into that patriarchal stereotype that that feminine women are useless and pathetic and weak and not as good as men yeah and again, as I've said before, I mean, I think it's important that politically you go through that stage of rejecting whatever the traditional notion of femininity is. But then at some point, you've got to get past it. What, what we need to do is, you know, um, resurrect the notion of femininity and take away from it all the, the detrimental things that men have been saying about women for centuries. Definitely. And I think we should reclaim femme as the strong archetypal woman who's not weak or degraded by her sexuality or the way she chooses to, to present dress, herself yeah. and if she's wearing high heels it's not for attention it's because she feels good and i think that i think society is reclaiming the feminine yeah. but i think even more importantly our queer community is reclaiming what it means to be feminine yeah and look don't get me wrong i'm not sh- saying that all women should dress in a traditionally feminine way i'm just saying that we should have the option to do that if we want to and not only the option i just think that we should be feel comfortable in our community to dress however it is that we feel comfortable and it's not even choosing an identity it's just choosing what we want to wear on any particular day if i want to go out in vans and jeans and a hoodie in one day and a skirt and high heel boots and hoop earrings with a massive perm and glitter (laughs) on my eye i you know on my eyelids the next day i totally can and i think that as a community we're getting more comfortable with a changing paradigm. Yeah, like we're starting to get comfortable with the fact that we can be whoever we are in its entirety. We don't have to highlight one aspect of our Id- identity and quash another. We can we can have it all. Like we're getting closer and closer to that. I feel pretty excited about that. Definitely. That's all we've got time for. We want to listen to some more music. Um, during the show we've been listening to, first of all, we heard I Wrote the Book by Beth Ditto and um, Husky, Into the Woods after that. But... Now we're listening to the latest gossip album and we just heard the newest song, Move in the Right Direction. So more awesome tunes coming your way. Stay tuned to Femme Fatale on Joy 94.9. Good evening, you're listening to Femme Fatale on Joy 94.9. We just listened to Get a Job by Gossip and No Surprises by Radiohead just to lull it out a little bit before the last chat. On tonight's show, we are talking about diversity in the queer community. We've talked about Beth Ditto and the segment in the Sunday paper on um, her. From her <laughs> book, Cold to Diamonds, which I'm going to get and read because it sounds amazing. Uh, we've also talked a lot about what it means to conform to our community and the demands of our um, what it 
what it means to be gay and what we should look like. And now we are talking about... Big Gay Day in the Park yesterday. <laughs> For those of you who live in and around Melbourne, um, this was a Melbourne event um, in Edinburgh Gardens. Um, and it was huge and it was amazing. So uh, if you were there, um, let us know uh, what your experience was. Uh, what was your favourite part? What do you think could be improved? Um, how did you find out about it? Because as far as I know, I mean, I came across it on Facebook as an invite, but um, there were so many people there. So many more than had said they were going on Facebook. So, I mean, I'm guessing that there was a lot of word, word of mouth. Um, so, let us know uh, what happened with you that day. Um, during the show, you can text us at 0427 JOY949. You can Facebook us at Femme Fatale. You can use the smartphone JOY app. Or you can email us at femfatale at joy.org.au. So, Jem, what were your impressions of the day? Well, um, first of all, I want to just uh, say that thanks to Lana for commenting on our Facebook. Um, she says, we had so much fun at Gay Day in the Park. Our queer craft group, so gay, relocated there instead of the normal hair and hyenas. We sat around knitting and crocheting and chatting and eating and having lots of fun. I love that there were so many of us queer community members and everyone was so friendly. Yeah, everyone really was so friendly. It was awesome. Um, it was amazing to see so many different groups of people, different ages, different kind of sects of sects with a T, of our community. Um, it was interesting running into old friends, making new friends, um, inviting my straight friends who also had an awesome time. And it just didn't matter about gender. It didn't matter about identifying. It didn't matter about your sexuality. We just came together as a community of people and celebrated what it means to be in an amazing community like Melbourne and happen to be queer, which was amazing. Yeah, such an amazing time. <laughs> it just... And it was so awesome to see so many different people that I identified with or that were different from me and that we all had come together for the common purpose of just appreciating the amazing queer community. Yeah, I really didn't think that, it, you know, in terms of its external look, that it was a particularly, it wasn't a stereotypical crowd it wasn't at all. Totally. Yeah, that's it, right. It was extremely diverse. It was really amazing to see how we are changing as a community and how accepting and tolerant we were and how inclusive the event was. Um, you had your reg regular park goers. We had our queer families, so many babies, so many dogs, all yes, the dogs. so many dogs. All the dogs, all the puppies running around off their leashes, people just, you know, feeding them and patting them and talking to them. No one was freaking out. Everyone was having an amazing time. Um, I was there with a particular group of friends that I didn't know, just with a friend that I knew. And um, you were there with another group of friends that I knew that I didn't get to see all day because the park <laughs> was so big. And there were so many people that it was impossible to find the people find you were actually anyone. looking for. It was like being at a music festival, but it was like a queer barbecue festival <laughs> with no music, but people still had an awesome time. And I'm not sure if we this event has happened before. I don't know. There's been a Is lot of discussion about it Can today. Can someone tell us how it started or what it started or when it started or, or whose idea was it and how many people were actually supposed to be going or what? Anyway, <laughs> it was huge and it was amazing. So well done, Melbourne. Yeah, and it was also the first really sunny Sunday in spring. So we had more than enough reasons to celebrate. Very cool. Um, one of the other funny quirky things we talked about about the day was running into... Um, <laughs> old friends, new friends, and ex-girlfriends, and how weird that can be, but also how kind of warm and fuzzy the vibe was, so it really didn't matter. Because that's always something that people are worried about when it comes to queer Going events. Going to events, yeah. Is um, running into ex-girlfriends, lovers, boyfriends, whatever. Um, 
And, um, you know, there were several of the people that I was um, hanging out with yesterday had this particular concern. Um, and again, with the friendly, happy vibes, no one, no one had a bad experience. No one cared. Well, across. I'm sure people did, but it was far less than there were many bad experiences. But everyone I bummed into said, I'm having an awesome day because I haven't run into an ex because the park is so big. <laughs> or, there are so many people here. Or that experience of, I ran into an ex and they weren't as attractive as they were last time, so I feel awesome. <laughs> because they'd had a few drinks, which I'm sure they didn't mean, (laughs) which is just what happens. But yeah, really fun, really, really fun day. And I think we should do it every month, even though that would be really (laughs) organised, which is kind of weird and quirky and yeah, definitely. But um, we want to know what the next event is. So if you've got an event coming up or you um, got something that's being celebrated or there's another gay day event in that the, we don't know pipeline. about because i'm sorry but facebook is not enough of a way to we, to promote things that are so fabulous well clearly it was enough of a way because look how many people were there but i was there with with queer people in a park that didn't even know that it was gay day and they're like why is it a gay rainbow flag <laughs> <laughs> but it was just an awesome day to go to the park and there was incidentals but also a really cool turnout um, there's also a lot of circus performers going on. There was this hula hoop guy. and there Oh, was, he was great. Yeah, there was a lot of like people watching entertainment, like the kind of guys that... There was the guy on the bicycle juggling. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. As he cycled, it yeah. was amazing. Um, there was also the guy that was so wasted from the night before and probably the night before that still wearing the same clothes from three days ago that didn't know the sky from the ground. <laughs> he was th- thoroughly entertaining and we want to thank him for coming. <laughs> that was really fun Because watching watch. him find his shoes was actually extremely entertaining. It was. Mm. Watching him go back and forth between people he didn't know. <laughs> and he got in a fight with a dog. <laughs> but at least it wasn't another man. He <laughs> um, wasn't anywhere near as violent. The dog just kind of ran away. <laughs> yeah, no, he was a really awesome some date. Do you know there was there's not enough barbecues in Embra Gardens? I didn't know there were any at all. There are a few, but there are nowhere near enough. I think next time we should rally, queer rally for more barbecues, barbecues and in toilets. Embra Gardens. And do you know what the other thing was? There was awesome community queer basketball going on. And like Oh yes, I saw that. Straight teams were jumping in and queer teams were jumping in and girls versus boys and it was all very exciting and athletic and um and everyone was just really enjoying themselves and having a really good time. Yeah. And there was decidedly not as many activities as I would have expected at a queer event. You know, usually there's activities set up. I was, other than I was expecting a lot more ukulele playing. I don't think anyone remembered their ukulele. Mm. There was a lot of food though. Everyone was pretty full. Yeah. We had an awesome day. Thanks, everyone, for celebrating with us yeah. and for enjoying the day with and us. thank you for whoever thought of it and organised it. I and hope we, we have another know, one soon. We want to know who you are, so show yourself. Reveal. Can we go, who's the admin on that Facebook group? <laughs> we, want to, we want you to find out. Get your detective skills out and tell us who organised it and when the next one is and because you made the sun come out and we love you forever and ever before we keep rambling we're going to cut to a track um thanks so much for joining the show tonight and talking about diversity in our community uh coming up next we've got kiss my aunts with amy basto reviews interviews and what's on in the world of indie music good night good night from femme fatale to find out more about joy 94.9 check out joy.org.au Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.